It's Thirsty Leo season! Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. You never know on my mind. My mind. Whenever we try to sing, it's lagged. So, anyway. Oh. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Lastilal Cezanne. Today. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just talking. Colleen, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about one of the best animation movies out there. I said it. So? Oh my god. I said, said it. it. You already yeah, know yeah. we got our panda years on. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about turning red. Yeah. Turning red. Never turning red. Rojo. Rojo. Turning um what is it? Hongsa. Aka. 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 Japanese turning red, um, Hongsa, Bianchen Hongsa. And that's all I know. <laughs> I think that's all I know, yeah. Colleen and I were sitting again by ourselves, like, hmm, I wonder what we should talk about. And I was like, girl, have you seen Turning Red? And she's like, oh my God, I saw Turning Red. And then we had thoughts. And I was like, bam, thoughts. new podcast episode. And it's especially relevant for these two little Asian, Asian American girls. Asian American girls. I was going to say Asian babies, but that's because I've been petting so many uh pets lately and i call the pets babies excuse me sorry we are babies so i'm very excited and uh we've been uh i think believe colleen rewatched the whole thing to prep and i've just been listening to the soundtrack so it's a banger the first time after i watched it i was like dang there's this song in my head that i don't know where it's from and i was like oh my god it's from turning red it is did you know that billy eilish's brother wrote the song Yes, I I think it was no Billie wonder Eilish. it's a banger. Of course, yeah, Billie Eilish and her brother. I think they wrote it oh, together. Oh, they both wrote it. They both wrote it. Like in terms of like the the song mastering and the lyrics, I'm I'm pretty sure when I saw their interview, I saw their interview after. <laughs> yeah, you're a true fan. Yeah. Um. But yes, this has been like a, a heavily anticipated and talked about movie, especially with a lot of other ABCs, ABTs uh, for culture, language, um, it, experiences of biculturality and stuff. And like, oh my god, I'm so stoked to talk about it. But first. But first. How are you, Eileen? That's right. I beat you to it. No. <laughs> Oh, wait, I just talked a bunch. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. All you. Okay. So I'm doing really good. Um, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm on this I'm on this streak of doing good. Um I have yogurt here. Which Yum. is Yum. Uh, that actually looks for, so good. Thank you for some of my Twitch people. They might remember I, I eat yogurt a lot. And uh like today, it probably will sit out for another five hours before I eat it. But um that's a inside joke, excuse me. Um I'm doing really good and I wanna tell you and also all the people, um Sakura Khan as of right now is like this upcoming weekend and it's an anime convention and it is like all that I'm buzzing about for the Stop, are like, you going? But yeah yeah. Oh, oh. I, I didn't tell you this either. Yes, SakuraCon. You've never been to an anime convention, right? No, I'm not, I haven't. Do you want to? Would you ever? Yeah, let's go. Let me fly over to you right now. It's this weekend. 
so I've like gone to anime conventions since I was a wee baby and um before I like really when I want you know when you go to anime conventions you're a little cringy and stuff like that but I haven't gone to one as like a real adult since uh since basically 2019 <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking like this is some nostalgic thing but like basically I was tape I used to table also like selling art and stuff or I had one table I had with friends and then my table got canceled for Kawaii Con but I always knew about Sakura Con from the from the very genesis I was an anime fan because I was like what's the biggest anime convention like around me and I heard of Sakura Con so I've been waiting to go for this for like over 10 years I'm so happy you get to go Thank you so much. Wait, I did I tell you I have my Nezuko cosplay? <gasps> Are you going to be Nezuko? I freaking you're me Nezuko. <gasps> Wait, when did you get it shipped over? Like recently? A few days ago. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. I got it at um of course, I was going to table as Nezuko and it was also the same weekend as my graduation fun fact. Like that was a whole thing in 2020. All of it was canceled. Graduation, Quicon, my artist table, and the whole cosplay altogether, contacts, nails, everything for Nezuko. I had a custom Etsy bamboo mouthpiece, whatever thing. Was all yeah. like $300. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm finally going to don the outfit and I'm going to plaster the photos everywhere. So you'll definitely see everyone who's watching and Colleen, I'll flood you with photos. Dude, I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. Thank you. But enough about me. Throw it away. Colleen. No, we're keeping it. (laughs) Colleen, how are you doing? Me? Just like how you've been on a good streak. I've been on a bad streak. (laughs) No. no, I'm kidding. There's definitely been a lot of self-reflection these past few days that I've been doing and I've been working on myself a lot. I, I would say I'm in a better place than I was the last time, but I'm still working on myself. Nothing new, nothing exciting has happened for me recently. So yeah, it's just like the same old boring life that I'm living. Oh, <laughs> Sounds so sad. I Wait mean, a minute. Yes. You posted something, though, in Inspired Co., Inspired by Co. Yes, yes, I did. A little backstory. I started an Instagram art page because I was uh, drawing some anime line art. And then... And it's good. After a while, I stopped posting because I was feeling major imposter syndrome. And then I called up Eileen and she just comforted me and encouraged me. And she was like, girl, I feel imposter syndrome. I'm like, no fucking way. If if Eileen feels imposter syndrome, like, that's like, like, obviously, like, to me, I'm like, that's impossible because I know how talented she is and I know her work. But then the fact that she was able to, like, open up herself and, like, share with me her own struggles, like, also as an artist who struggles with this, I was like, not that I was encouraged that you had imposter syndrome, oh, right? Oh, no. It's, but it's I was comforting. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was comforted sure. that, wow, like, even someone that I think would have it all together, you know, also struggles with the Mm. same thing I do Mm -hmm. so one day I was like fuck it I'm gonna post one of the Sukuna line arts that Mm. I did oh yes because that I was really proud (laughs) it was no it was really nice and as soon as I saw it I was like yes because I'm like yes she's at it again back at it again and uh with the freaking it again with the line art (laughs) um I was so hyped when I saw it thank you yeah you inspired me to post that and like I said like I I feel like I've already reached the bottom of the pit. So all there is is now is just going up. So slowly and surely, I'm going to be making my way back up to the game. So slowly, though. 
very slowly you're already here baby we're you know what's nice about this podcast is like no matter what the heck is is happening i think we had like a week where it's busy stuff happened and we didn't do a podcast ep, but like no matter what is happening we've been through ups and downs and downs and ups and we're like every single time how are you who knows <laughs> we just who gotta knows? dive in but something that's, that's new the all point. the time yeah. yeah colleen also sent me a little package from taiwan i did um, which we can open now or later it's funny because we sent i sent it to eileen in like january and then because eileen just moved there was like a problem with her address so then like they shipped it back to me and i was like oh okay <laughs> and then i only recently just resent it again so i'm sorry it's so late eileen are you that kidding me no i'm sorry fault. that i had a messed up u.s address i just thought it'd be it'd be fun to open it we might include it as like a bonus scene or something it might not be part of like the actual episode it will we'll probably do that after we we talk about some freaking pandas let's get into it dude i'm excited okay first of all red pandas are my favorite animals in the world so are you serious yeah it's a fact. Wow. I have a red Wait. panda plushie back in America. Damn. I don't know where it is, but <laughs> Wait. I loved it. I didn't even know red pandas existed until like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I need, I need <laughs> to go. So I'm just sorry. kidding. Wait, Kung Fu Panda had a red panda? Uh, the the Shufu. <gasps> He's an old red panda. Oh, you're right. I always thought he was a fox. See, that's my problem. No, 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 no. Yeah, he does that's look like fault. a fox. No, I'm sorry. This I totally off-tracked us. Yeah, I, I recently found out red pandas were a thing. And then honestly, okay, here's the thing. So we're going to talk about first impressions first with Turning Red. When I saw the trailers, right, I was like, oh. <laughs> I did I did have a very positive reaction. No um, way. Yeah, I, I saw it. And it was like, you know, May Lee and her friends. And they're all hanging out. And I was like, oh, no, is it going to be good? Because it was very obviously like, this is a story about like, an Asian Canadian young girl. And I'm like, ooh, this is a very specific niche in which I am existing in. I'm just, you know, Asian American. And so if they get this wrong, I'm going to be heartbroken. <laughs> so that so I came on it with suspicion. And the, the red panda, I honestly didn't, didn't find very cute when I first saw it. And the art style too, I was like, mm. <laughs> like I, I basically saw like some things. I like to go into things completely blind, so I just saw a few like mini trailers, and I was like, I'm probably not gonna see it. Um, and then that was that. I never thought about it again until I heard it buzzing around social media with positive things from other people like myself, like Asian American girls. And so, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. Colleen, when when you first heard and saw it, what did you think? When I first saw the trailer, I thought it was so cute. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, uh, I think this is like one of the first animations about Asian Americans. Mm. So I mm. was really excited about my mm. heritage being out there. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to fuck with it. I'm going to love it. I love ah. the trailer. I was like, dude, that is so cute. Oh wow! Yeah. So what a different like what perspective a different on reaction. it. Yeah. What made me think that we really needed to do a podcast episode on this? Obviously, aside from all those reasons mentioned, was because after right before I watched it, or like after I watched it, I was like, Colleen, what do you think? And then you're like, Do you want to say? Was, well, okay. So to be honest with you, I think my expectations were a little too high. Mm mm mm. mm. 
that's why I think it's great that Eileen goes into things blindly <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, there are no expectations where you're just like, oh, like, it's going to be, like, the story of my life. Because I also did see a lot of social media. like, oh, my God, like, I've never related more to a movie. Ooh. And I was like, oh, like, I feel like I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe that's going to be like me. But for me, it was like, it was just like another movie, I guess. Like, and I can't say that mm. I didn't relate to it at all. And I can't say it was bad it was a little cringy for me at some points and i was like Mm. what in the world is this but (laughs) i think it's because i guess it was i didn't watch it with the right people maybe i don't know i watched it with a friend and my sister and they like we were just like okay like it was okay but i watched it by myself yesterday and i and i enjoyed it more than i did the first time wow that's so wow that is so interesting because yeah like i i basically was like i saw that i'm like eh, looks meh i won't or like I don't want to get my hopes up. I think that I come everything with suspicion and also I don't want to start theorizing because I build up expectations, etc. So I was just like, I'm probably not going to see it. Heard a lot of good stuff. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll see what's going we'll on. See. I was like, Colleen, I'm going to watch this. What do you think? And you're like, it was cringy. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that was your honest reaction. And like, yeah, it's a it's a cringy movie. And like, but, but I, I love I love that. <laughs> like, That's good. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. And so I was like, well, we definitely need to talk about this because, yeah, here are two girls similar, similar in background, et cetera. We had very different takes and experiences with the movie. And also I also watched it alone, blank going into a blind, no expectations. So I think that it was really easy to exceed, you know. Well, going into it first, I guess I'll just talk a little bit from my perspective, as I have been this whole time. From basically the start of the movie, the Asian-ness was overpowering for me. Like I was like, whoa. Everything from where she lived to, like, her dad's cooking to whatever, like, everything in the maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes is, like, I think very baseline relatable for a lot mm. of Asians. Yeah. Like, very yeah. good country, yeah. And even her going to school and everything. I think the cringiness is the sort of polarizing aspect of the movie, which really splits up audiences. Because once she gets into the whole boy band thing, and, like, literally the entire movie is just her and her friends trying to go to a concert, you know? And it's a very, yeah. like basic teenage sort of or middle school kind of goal but there's also that mixed in sort of like her art and her whatever like as I was watching the movie I was like pausing and crying and like taking pictures and sending it yeah sending it to my family like when she drew the freaking one with the mermaid and everything like I died or like when she like when she like began like drawing his arms and she's like i guess his arms are a little nice and then she like rolls in her bed and starts like drawing random shit like she's like sweating too (laughs) yeah like that was that was me that's me whoa do you not see that or do you see that no you know what the second time i watched it yesterday i was watching it i was like this is eileen yeah i felt like that really hard the whole thing is like asian girls are cringy you know and at least for me as a cringy asian girl like that's where i came from and like drawing like weird stuff in my art book and it's no coincidence that the director and like all the people behind the movie also were just like that as well that like we all have that coming out big time i have a question for you then yes so some people well people on this podcast know that you draw thirsty art right (laughs) yes so like how young did that start? Okay, that's okay. So <laughs> let me give you a few parts. Okay, let me give you a few parts of this question. How young did that start? And when you started, like, were you like Maylin, where you like hid it from the world? And did your mom or your or your family like discover that? And when they did, if they did, like, what was their reaction? 
Okay. Okay. The so, floor is yours now. Oh my god. So real talk. Uh, I drew a lot of thirsty shit. Like basically from the time I could hold a pencil. Like and I under like like middle school. Let's say middle school. Okay. I think a lot of okay. people it's middle school. So it just makes like sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like you were never drawing it, and then suddenly it's all your drawing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and something you're hiding sparked it. inside of you yes yeah oh yeah i think yeah yeah um, i definitely felt with that that scene but i definitely hit it and it was more of a negative experience for me like it wasn't like obviously not celebrated and a lot of it was mixed in like with religion and like my background and my dad and my mom were a little bit more heavy-handed in that in that way oh when she was going into the store when her mom was like how could he do this and you see all those sketches like i was waiting for her to be like please wake up like this is a dream like this is so bad it's a dream too me too i was waiting for that like and she never woke up and i'm like oh my god that's the worst thing ever like i remember when my mom found my sketches and um and was like it was like this is sinful and like you're a sinner it was really hard to take but the thing is there's so much and i was drawing pretty graphic stuff it wasn't just like you know what i mean why am i talking about this oh, i'm so sorry sorry i just thought i would like i was like oh no. maybe eileen would relate to that sorry a little I, bit too much huh no girl girl in shorthand i know i'm blabbering a lot but like in shorthand like i felt like it was a movie about me like Aww. and it, and there were so many parts that you don't really find in American movies. Like, for example, after her mom, tell me how you feel about this. After her mom, like, scolded her and everything and basically was like, you know, we're never going to go there again, da, 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 da. And she goes into her room and she's in the mirror and she's, like, ripping up all her drawings. And she's mm. like, like, you are her perfect angel. Like, like be better. Right. Da, 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 da. I was like, <gasps> like, I feel that. Whoa. I think that in a lot of American movies and stuff, like a lot of kids will be like, I hate you, mom, or I hate you, dad. Or, uh, but I've never seen a kid on screen take it upon themselves. Like, I need to be better. Like, what are you doing? You're messing up. Like, like be better. And mm. I think that, that like any Asian kid I know has done that. Yeah. That's part of the intergenerational trauma that we like pass on, you know? And so when she did that, I was blown away. I was like, that was me in the little oversized t-shirt and the whole ripping up my drawings being like i'm a sinner like oh like i'm so bad like oh, i'm not you know i'm dirty i'm not good i'm not worth it i'm not worth anything like oof, deep stuff but there's there are undertones of that also in the whole story like a lot of it is light and cringy and fun but the undertone like i felt really hard how did you feel about that like did you see that at all or did you see yourself in that scene I actually saw that part and I and I related to it as well, but I don't think I could relate to it as much as you did. I feel like as Asian Americans, a lot of times like our parents blame the outside world when their kid goes like a wall or like their kid mm. is not what they expect it to be. Like, did you yes. notice how she immediately drove to the mart to blame the Trevor boy? She didn't even mm-hmm. let her daughter like explain like, no mom, like these are just my fantasies. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's a lot of the Asian culture where they like choose to turn a blind eye when it comes to their own kid and they just choose to like point fingers at the world or at their friends. Like, like did you hear like her mom doesn't like uh, Mer- Meredith? Is that her name? Oh, yeah. Mir- I think Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. Miriam. Sorry. Miriam. Because no. she thinks she's a bad influence. And a lot of times I feel like because 
at such a young age, you don't want your mom to be mad at you, right? So you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, yeah, just blame Miriam. It wasn't me. But a lot of times it turns into, like, self-hatred of, like, oh, my God, like, I'm the bad person. Like, I'm yes. the one. Like, if my mom found out it was me, like, she would hate me. She would, like, not be proud yes. of who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes back to, like, I think that one, there's this one part where she's talking about, like, all she's ever wanted was her mom's approval. And I think mm. every Asian-American I don't know about yeah. boy because I'm not a boy, but like every Asian American girl yeah. is like, I want my mom's approval because like something about Asian moms is like, you know, as much as mine loved me, like I still feel like I need it at times. Yeah. And there is a very like this relation. This movie is very much fixated on the relationship of like the, the mom to daughter relationship. I think that that's a very special one. I don't know how it is from Asian mom to son. We don't have that experience. But from Asian mom to daughter, it's like we've talked before about us being like the fixer upper in the family and like the younger sister or the younger sibling that bonds everyone together. And it's like you so many people rely on you. you you're like they they project onto you that you're like this perfect angel or you're this good person. That you're you're a good girl. And then but so many parts of growing up in a different culture or be, be finding yourself are like things like could be fantasies or could be like I do want to go to a concert or the mom is like that girl is odd mm-hmm. I, I was hurt because I'm like well your daughter is also odd but you can't see that you don't want to see that there's this image of her that you have and your daughter is trying to fit that but she never will because that doesn't exist me <laughs> facts. facts me 100 <laughs> I'm not gonna scream but I want to you can scream thank you you're welcome but yeah, I feel like after watching it a second time, I definitely related to it a lot more. Now talking to you about it and seeing your experiences and like your relation to the movie, like it also has reminded me a lot about my own childhood. Because if I'm being honest with you, I actually don't remember a lot of my childhood. I think it was too traumatic for me that I forgot it. <laughs> so yes. yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. on trauma, baby. That's um, on trauma, baby. <laughs> So now that you're talking about it and then like, you know, we're in deep discussion about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I do mm-hmm. have these feelings that are probably deep inside of me that will probably be opened up in this episode. So I'm very excited. Oh, man, that's so much for me. It was opened up fresh in the movie, watching the movie like it was because <gasps> I went in blank slate, did it or whatever. Like I was just experiencing them. And we've talked about emotions. Of course, I experience it as it happens, like bang 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 as she was like ripping up the stuff even when she was in the 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 restroom and her mom was lovingly bringing out all the pads and stuff like that and she just yelled at her and something and she's and she stopped like i'm like oh my god i feel you know just it was that whole thing where like a little bit of your anger comes out but you're like oh no you know gotta keep that in and like so the red panda a lot of people think oh it's puberty or it's some people think like oh it's a period and stuff i think it could be all those things but for me also the red panda represents just things about you that you find ugly or distasteful to either your parents you the world whatever but there are parts of you that you still need to deal with and so you shouldn't push those away you should embrace them you should learn how to grow with them and live with them and let that color you rather than hide it away and just be monotone yeah and i really like how there are parts where her red panda you know although it can be so cute and so fluffy and so Mm -hmm. friendly when she gets misunderstood or when she feels like she's not heard like it turns into like kind of like a like a crazy one right like a crazy version and I feel like that's so true because so many times as Asian American kids we were taught to like not express Mm -hmm. who we are Mm -hmm. in the truest form Mm 
And yeah. I feel like a lot of times when we reach a certain age or we reach a certain time in our lives, we're like, okay, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to be this crazy person. I do understand yeah. that we do have to manifest it, but because we've been told and taught to suppress it, there are times where people just go to the deep end. Like, they just go completely opposite you Go know off. like yeah yeah like completely 180 and so i feel like there has to be that balance of like being true to who you are and also like accepting that your culture is like that and just the way where it's like it's just a balance and then we talked it's, about this before but it's like a balance you know what i'm balance. saying yeah, yeah. How, and how do you navigate that and like i think the directors also i watched the behind the scenes but they also didn't really know how to end the movie because they didn't know what the answer was because they're mm. still figuring it out too. It's like just, you know, embracing changes. Like she had that kind of the show, the showdown at the very end where she finally kind of stood up to her mom. It was just like this angry, you know, teenager. Um, but like, is that even the way to go? Because like you can't just be angry all the time. And but also it is on yourself to like deal with your panda. But then how much of that also like is on the, the culture surrounding you? And like, it's just ignoring that there's some problems there like there's there's so much there that i think we're still trying to navigate and that's why we talk about it so asians trauma repanda suppressants but one of the and kind of a nice thing about this also is the the mother you know daughter relationship but not even all the bad a lot of the good was like how much her mom like also loved her you know you see that very dearly like yes like her mom is like you did this wrong you did this wrong but that's because she loves her daughter so much because she wants to protect her right she's like i thought i had more time to prepare you i thought i could do this and whatever whatever and i think there's that scene where where she just turned into the red panda right and she's running all across the rooftops and like her mom is chasing after her through all the crazy traffic and she takes off her heels and that was the first time i cried in the whole movie oh why did you cry i was like my mom would do that for me like like dead ass like Mm. she would and she has because they don't know in the ways that they're hurting us they don't know in the ways that they're telling us to suppress or they're like imposing their expectations on us it's just that they believe in us they love us they don't have it all figured out but they will do they would do anything at least for me like my mom would do that she would be chasing me and like that was a long sequence and her mom was running the whole time hair whatever heels whatever like no care in the world and her whole house was what messed up she didn't care she was just cared about her daughter like may may like are you and of course the whole movie it's may may and i've been called obviously may may my whole life have you also no my mom didn't call me that what'd she call you <laughs> colleen <laughs> <laughs> but i i love what you're saying about that because i feel like as young kids, you know, like we think our mom is perfect. We think our mom has it all figured out. And as I'm growing older, I'm like, oh, wait, like my mom's human, too. Like she has trauma from her relationship with her mom, her dad. And she she has been through life, too. And I feel like the way Asian parents love us is like the best way that they think that they can love us and the way that they've been raised you know just like the movie it's like the uh, it's funny because like she's like how can she talk to her mom like that right Mm -hmm. and then right after that her (laughs) mom calls her and she's like i'm not here (laughs) and i thought that was so funny because her relationship with her mom isn't perfect but you could see her effort you could see her heart Mm -hmm. in trying Mm -hmm. to be there for may may the best way she can and i feel like if we could realize that we could see that like there's so much beauty in our relationship with our mom or with our dad that's what it taught me in that scene yeah another beautiful thing is this isn't the first movie that well the first mainstream movie that talks about intergenerational trauma like i know in kanto i still need to see it 
can't wait. Need to see it with my partner. I, nah. It's so good. I love Encanto. Oh, Jesus. But I know that, I, again, I, I like to do Blank Slate. Haven't seen the trailer. Haven't seen, you know, I, I try, try to not see anything about it. But I know that people talk about it. Intergenerational trauma, too. Like, passed on from the older generation to that. Like, when you see how the grandma was in Turning Red, and then how the mother is, and then, like, how May is, like, you see the gradation. Like, there's certain things that the mom wanted to protect May from that maybe the grandma wants to protect. You know, it's like, everyone is just doing their best. We're approaching that age where, like, maybe in 10 whatever a few years we're like parent parent age or the age that our parents had us and we're like oh damn they had they didn't know what they were doing nobody does yeah you're just trying to love in the way that you know how and um it's about forgiveness and learning and embracing each other and and your pandas i think (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that i think (laughs) the thing i did not expect in this whole movie for me to just like lose my shit over was the boy band (laughs) Fortown! Fortown! <laughs> Do you know that they have a whole website? Really? I had downloaded their wallpapers. <laughs> a true fan. The way I saw it when I watched her obsession with Fortown, I really related to this because with her friends, right? She was so open. She was like the one that was like, we love Fortown, remember guys? Yes. And there's that one scene where her mom is watching TV and the Fort Town comes up. And then her mom's like, ugh, why would anyone like them? And then she's like, I don't know. Like, people at school like them. And yeah. then she, her mom's like, ugh, disgusting. For me, it's like, as I was growing up, like, I don't think I was ever able to fully express what I liked and fully express the things I was interested in because I felt like I was embarrassed or felt like it was shameful, you know? Like, you know, growing up for me, like, I loved K-pop and I was like, ugh, I love them. I was never able to share that with anyone because I felt like, in a way, it was kind of embarrassing or in a way, it was kind of shameful. Even to this day, like, I get a little embarrassed telling people what I like because I'm like, oh, will they judge me? Will they think I'm weird for it, you know? And I think it stems a lot from, like, as we're growing up, like, we were never allowed to, like, go crazy over these things or fantasize or fan over it. And so as I'm growing older, I'm like oh, I like this, but I don't want to fully put it out there that I'm in love with it. You know, like, even for anime, I'm like, yeah, like, I like anime. And then, like, you know, like, I'm still a little embarrassed about that because I don't, I guess I'm, like, scared about what people will say, you know? And, like, I'm, like, ashamed of it or whatever. But I guess that trauma has, like, brought me this far, you know? (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Starts getting mad. Yeah. Girl. (laughs) Preaching to the goddamn choir. Like, why like i was like why am i so hyper fixated on this movie and the music and the boy like when they turned into angels and they rose i screamed i was like i was like holy shit and like when they're like when they're like you you want it i want it i want it and then when and then yeah i i and when they came out with the cages i was like my mind was getting blown like i was in the crowd i was like well I think because, again, dude, growing up, it was like, 
I was just a cringy kid. But like, you, that's what your job is, is to be cringy. You're not supposed to be well put together and have, no. Your job is yes. to like the things you like and you should be free from judgment. Everyone deserves like friends, like what May, Lee, what May Lin has. I know her name, May, what she has, May May. And I think like, again, like that's what grounded her, you know, when she, when she was getting angry and when she was letting that pan out, what grounded her was she remembered that she had friends that loved, accepted and supported her. And like, not everyone has that. If I feel like if I had that too, maybe I would accept these cringier parts of myself a little bit more i had a little bit of that too because i went online but like girls wow. same thing. i withheld from like liking stuff like oh it looks yeah. kind of looks kind of dumb but yeah like, again k-pop was like just getting popular like 10 12 years ago and i was like uh like i don't really know but obviously it was very like attractive to me like oh the music is whatever and the boys are like really dancey and the girls are super cute but i'm like oh like i really eh. but like mm. why I was so concerned about being cringy and being judged and whatever. And so I never feel like I never got to itch that scratch where I could just like the things I like or I could just like, Mm. you know what I mean? Or even in anime too. But now, like, I'm at the stage where I'm like, fuck it. This is me. (laughs) Obviously, I'm out here drawing whatever the frick I want. I'm just like, "Ah." shirtless guys (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, her friends were like fantasizing about Trevor and she's like, L, like, no and then but then yet she went home and drew hella fantasies with trevor and it's just I think like, his name is like devin sorry <laughs> i think his, his name is devin. devin i just watched it yesterday and i even fucked up his name Wait, i I'm hope his name is so devin. sorry Wait, no no i'm sorry i just i i'm such a i, I thought his name is trevor frick 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 let me okay let me... anyways whatever the bucket hat boy yeah devin <laughs> turning red yeah, his name is Devin. The, no, no, yeah, yeah. Freaking Devin. Yeah, I, I ruined your train of thought. Devin, she goes home and draws a bunch of Devins like a loser. Exactly. His yeah. name's Devin, right? It's Devin. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Anyways, Devin boy. And she had to, like, hide that part. Like, even with her friends, like, she really wasn't able to fully express that. And I feel, and when she did that, I was like, yo, that's me. Because I'd be like, when people would make fun of K-pop, I'd be like, yeah, like, ew. But I would go home and watch like three hours music, uh, worth of music videos, you know? Yeah, and like <laughs> specifically, specifically with the whole boy band thing, like, ugh, like I think the term nowadays is like pick me girl, um, you know, which is like the girls that are like, I don't really like that or like, ooh, that's too girly or whatever. Like there's so many different gradients, but basically it's the girl who's like, I don't like the popular stuff because I'm cool or whatever. But that's just society <laughs> yeah <laughs> Say, yeah like, telling you that that that's what girls like or like you know like or i, I remember even growing up the rhetoric about girls like okay one direction five sauce and a bunch of other boy band-esque things were really popular and like a lot of girls were into that and i never really partook because i'm like i don't really see the appeal maybe i did or i didn't but i just didn't allow myself the opportunity because like everyone was like right. oh these girls are just fangirling or they're just whatever or they're just you know they, they're labeling them as like flimsy or is like just hormonal or whatever like bitch shut up like they're having fun there it looks so much fun over there they have a passion yes and like it's it's fun like it doesn't matter like but i i feel like i missed out on that and i did um, through me or through society, whatever the reasons are. Now, like I'm finally scratching that itch, and same thing with K-pop too. K-pop again. I never. I got into a little bit, right? And like I remember when I first saw BTS, there was it Boy in Love, like their music video, a long, long time ago. I was like, oh, this is really catchy, and I listened to it on repeat. But I'm like, 
I can't get too deep in though, because then I. Because mm. right. why? For what? For what? Yeah. <laughs> For why? For why? We always stop ourselves like before we get in too deep, and I feel like that's what. Asian American culture has become like for me for me sorry I can't mm-hmm. say for the whole the speak, whole culture speak your truth but like, no, speak your truth speak yeah your truth. for me like you said like you sort of like hold yourself back from like mm-hmm. fully embracing mm-hmm. that quirky that weird that odd side of you you know and yeah sometimes I wish I did embrace that side of me and I I wish I could have like held on to the weird side of me a little bit more like who knows where I would be today <laughs> for for audio listeners, I just pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pointing at Eileen. Fun fact. It's not too late to start getting cringy. Okay, we're already here. We're already watching anime. I'm already drawing hot guys. What what do you want to draw? I'm, like, I'm kidding, but like it's not too late. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's it that's it, true. We, we call it cringy, but also I saw this TikTok thing also trending around this audio, which is like be cringy like do whatever you want just have fun what are you what are you afraid of people judging you like people are going to judge you no matter what and people even judge things that are good or bad like people hate on things that are good or bad like people are just what like are you going to live your life not doing what you want to do or rather doing things that you think people want you to do I mean obviously we all know this but like for this movie it really hit home for me because I feel like I've kind of made it to the other side where I've really embraced my cringiness like I just kind of am who I am and I am reaffirmed time and time again that that's what makes me me. That's what makes me Eileen. The things that make Colleen you, like, you know, one time I don't leave that, Aaron, or just the stuff that you like, like your love for K-pop, your love for food, and about, like, those, those are all things that are unique, and, like, you can, like, just go into that, get super into it, and I am an example of a friend who will love and support you unconditionally. Like, I accept panda or no panda, like, dude, like, yeah, I love you. Tell me everything Thank that you, you want on your mind. Yeah, of course, but, like, I love this movie. <laughs> That's good. Speaking of that, like, I think, like, after meeting Eileen, don't take this as an offense if this is the biggest compliment I'm I can already give offended. you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like seeing her and being her being herself, right, like, really has inspired me to be, like, weird and cringy. Not that you're weird and cringy. Okay, yes, we're no, embracing it, right? So, yes, yes we are. congratulations. Yeah. You're the weirdest, cringiest person I've ever met, Eileen. <laughs> right like like meeting her and we would do some stupid shit in taiwan and she didn't give a shit and that's what i loved about her i was like yo this girl's weird as fuck and she loves it and i love it right so if she's able to show this side to the world and not give a flying damn like maybe i should too you know and so yeah i did get into anime because of her and now we're both embracing it and I'm embracing you. Fun fact number two. Colleen and Lorraine are integral to me accepting who I am. Stop. No. Real talk. Stop. I have never, I've never been with people that I felt so safe just to be me. Every single time wow. I let a little bit, really, every time I, I let a little bit of that out, y'all were like, it was like you were hungry for it. <laughs> <laughs> In, in the most loving way I was like I'm sorry I'm talking too much or like I'm sorry like I don't want to and you're like no 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 or like when I started like randomly singing or dancing or whatever the freaking things I do you're like you guys loved it 
and it, it wasn't just like a, oh yeah go embarrass yourself <laughs> like that kind of fakeness because I've been around other people girls or whatever other genders are just like oh like that's Eileen or oh, okay yeah oh we yeah we love you or like oh you know or or even like when I'm going back in my memories now I'm like oh I think I was a little bit bullied but it didn't really <laughs> it didn't register I was just so dumb I was just so far in the deep end I like because people were like wow like Eileen get your life together or like oh yeah like mm. they just like look at each other when I do something but like I'm like oh I think I was like maybe micro bullied but not really <laughs> whatever but being around Colleen and Lorraine like they just loved me they accepted me you guys you guys made me comfortable so I could give a little bit of that spark back to you this is magic you know you embraced me first and I'm gonna embrace you the whole way home I love you guys. I love we you. We love you too. Wow. There's this actually this funny, this hilarious video <laughs> of Eileen. She was doing the full. What were you doing in that video? What are you talking Do you about? Remember, we were drunk at our house and then we were all playing a game and you just stood up and started doing a dance routine. Oh, Do you remember no, that? No. And Eileen is just doing a full on dance routine no. while we're all trying to figure out this game. And Eileen. <laughs> just kept going I actually I feel like maybe you're imagining these because we just looked at you too <laughs> no but obviously we were like you're so cute right you're so funny no but then, no, 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 no 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 so was, maybe you were bullied no. then we just we didn't say anything and you were just like I feel so loved wait are you saying that you were that that I did kill the vibe no, you didn't. But I'm saying it's not like we did anything intentionally to be like, Eileen, keep going. We weren't like that. We were just like there. We just like obviously accepted who you were. But the way you're saying it makes it sound like we were like applauding, like, keep going, Eileen. But we were no, just no. there. But then, so I was like, maybe you were bullied. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Okay, here are the facts. There's a line. There's a limit to, to this cringe. I don't keep, I don't like what I did that night. <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I still watch it back then. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. I do, I do. I do know the night you're talking about. We were drinking a little bit. It was a good night in my memory up until that point. Like in the moment. No, it was a good night the whole night. No, it was. You didn't kill the vibe at all. And I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying like we weren't exceptionally like supportive. But no, 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 no. I'm so just, glad. Just the f- no, no. Just the fact that you guys continue to maintain contact with me after that night is your support okay i just want to be clear it's not no one no one would ever i literally i i know that night very clearly now it's like we were drinking and then randomly i just began singing the hara hara yukai dance from haruhi suzumiya it's this old dance i used to dance it in high school yeah top cringe back when i was a glee club president just cringe on top of I cringe. love it. Uh. No, don't stop. <laughs> and I, I just, mean. I was just dancing out of nowhere, and then while, while people were talking, and then like they paused, and I just kept on going. And in my mind, right, I was having this whole like moment, like I was like having such a good time. But then when I watched the recording back sober, I'm like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on there? No, but you know what I love about that video is that you looked so happy. And the fact that everyone looked at you and you paused, you paused, <laughs> stopped in your tracks, and you looked at us and you kept going. That is the reason why I love you. Dude. That's all I have to say. I'm so sorry, but also I love you, but also thank you. <laughs> but that's the kind of energy that we all need. You guys love and support and you just accept me. You know, you're not encouraging me like, go, go, girl, go, Tatiana. You're just like, 
that's Eileen. And like whatever it is you want to do with my friends, like I'm just I never want to be that girl in the corner, that person in the corner, just like, okay, you know, like I never, I hated that. Like I've been around so many people like that. It hurts over time because you just imagine if we were all the same. That's boring. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be different. It's just I'm just really having a good time. I'm just having a good time wherever Mm -hmm. I go. And if you want to have a good time, I'm going to support you to the end. No matter who you are. Yeah, and I think people are also jealous of people that are able to, like, fully express who they are. Mm. Just because, like I said, we suppress it. We want to keep it in. We don't want to be, you know, like, I don't want to be, like, the person that everyone's looking at. But at the same time, we also crave it. Like, wow, I wish Mm. I had that freedom Mm. that Eileen has. I wish I had that kind Mm. of quirkiness. And that she just don't give a flying fuck about anybody that's looking at The thing is, I do give a flying fuck. I do because i live in a society <laughs> but it's good. it's good it's a balance you can't go too off the deep end because there's some people <laughs> you know what i mean you, i mean you can't be you can't be like i'm never going to express a single personality i'm perfect but you never can be like quirky like i am a quirky girl i blah, 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 you know like and, and and like hoarding people's attention that's what i'm always like i don't want to do that because i do mm. like people's interaction and i do feed off of people's energy but so i never want to be on there so it's, it takes a balance and it takes friends that are good and honest with you to tell you when you're too when like like when boundaries. it's too much right when it's too much yeah, yeah. like understanding boundaries. boundaries yes comfortability appropriateness context so those are all things i've learned over time <sighs> i'm still learning <laughs> We're all learning. So anything else that you loved about the movie? What else, Eileen? Um, what other parts made you cry? I want to know that. Ooh, shit. Okay. You know the scene where she talks, where she goes into the other realm and she sees her mom younger? <gasps> Dude. Yeah. I, almost, I have like almost no words for that moment. Like, I never thought I'd see something so real in an animated disney pixar movie it was those are like the sort of comics that i draw for myself like meeting my younger self or meeting whatever whatever and like for her to to transcend a generation and talk to her mom younger and see i I don't have words like it was so beautiful and simple and what it was yeah and did you notice how like she was the one that was holding her mom out of the forest and as her mom grew older like she was still holding on to her hand like i thought that was really emotional yeah that was really beautiful i i don't think that it would be the same movie if it wasn't for that scene there's a lot of fun there's a lot of cringe there's a lot of upbeat songs a lot of other like general asian stuff but that i think people can feel that it doesn't matter like what culture you come from it's like because your your parents were also a kid once too they have their hurts they have their scars and especially for her mom you saw her you know she had her little awkward glasses on like she looks like the thing also about this movie is that everyone looks like somebody i could know Maylin, like her little her sparse oh, eyebrows yeah. or whatever, her mo- little moles, her little teeth or whatever. Like she was designed intentionally by the visual directors in order who are also Asian girls like ourselves to look real, to look like little Asian girls. And like the dad, the mom, when she, when I saw the mom younger, I'm like, yeah, I know girls that look like that too. You saw her and she was crying. She's like, I'm not good enough for my mom or anyone. I was like, whoa. And how her daughter, you know, just says this comforting stranger she's like i know it feels like that but it's not true 
and then she holds she let's go you know and then she brings her mom through the forest and as she gets older she still keeps her head down and stuff that's also why i think her panda is so big because her mom has so her mom was basically first generation you know if you think about it like going Mm. into the country and stuff so much expectation so much repressed like i need to be perfect i need to be whatever and i don't really feel like she had an outlet for that i feel like that's why her rage is so big her panda is so big she has so much she's put away you know tried to be a mom tried to be this try to meet her mom's expectations she still has all that stuff with her mom like maylin doesn't have that kind of anxiety with her mom you know but she does yeah she keeps her head down she doesn't maintain eye contact there's so much pain there and her daughter has almost kind of broken away from that and accepted who all these parts about herself and kind of embraced her panda right and so her daughter through her better place in life can lead her mom through the forest and on the other side and be like and comfort her you know and like whoa that's deep wow big talks big discussion (laughs) wow i'm so glad we talked about this we talked about a lot of stuff there's something for everyone in there i meet a lot of people that are not asian right and they also get a lot from the movie as well um it could be about just puberty you know it could be about getting your period i've heard so many different takes on this it could be about exploring trauma between two cultures you could go super super like theoretical about it it could just be you like the music it could just be it could be anything you want there's so much in there i'm so glad i was able to talk about it with you you said things that i couldn't have even said better like the whole thing with uh, bts and k-pop and all i was like girl i had no idea you felt the same so I really enjoyed talking about this with you. I did too. I think it's also like everyone's experience is different. So obviously coming into the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like you cried mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, obviously I don't mm-hmm. cry. So, but then I was touched, but then in different <laughs> ways, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I do mm-hmm. love the relationship that May and her mother has. Because I feel like, like you said, like at the end, there's obviously not like a definite like happy ending or like what they should do. Yeah. But I yeah. really love the scene where, you know, she still helps out at the temple with her mom. But now her mom uh. lets her go out and play. And she even invited her friends over for dinner. I think like in yeah. Asian culture, like it's people you don't usually invite their, their, their children's friends over. No, never. Because it's just like never, it's, never. Uh, the home is like a sacred place, you know, like you d- usually don't go to yeah, your yeah. Asian friend's house. Well, mine's was a little different. So people did come to my house, but I know it's like a little different. And did you see how Tyler's now in the friend group because of his Ooh, love for Fort Town? You know, like it just yes. shows like friendship, mother and daughter, mm-hmm. father and daughter by the way i love that scene mm. where mm. he found yes. the recording of may lynn with her friends and he went up to her and he was like has your mom ever talked to you about her panda and i love that because oh i actually have something to say about this because like i feel like as moms like with their daughters like they don't want to show their weakness or the things that they went through like i kind of relate to that like my mom always like you know just like told me what i should do like encouraged me and all that stuff but she never really shared like her own experience in her life and her own struggles and i feel like a lot of times like like when you do share that with your younger generation, the younger generation. Obviously, I'm not a mom yet, so I wouldn't know what that's like, and I wouldn't know where that pressure mm-hmm. comes from. But I loved how the dad was able to share with her, dude. Your mom was her panda was big, and it was scary, you know. Yeah. And that yeah. I think put a lot of perspective on May too, where she was like, 
wait, like my mom's been through the same thing as me too. But obviously the mom never explicitly shared with her. But once she got a little bit of that, like, wow, my mom went through the same thing as me. Like, I think something changed inside of her. And she was like, oh, shoot. And I love that she got to keep her panda because I felt like it was like a representation of who she was. And I love that the dad was there to support him. Like he was quiet and he didn't really say much because it was usually the mom talking. But when he did talk, it spoke volumes of wisdom. Yeah. And that's representative of like a lot of other family or like parental dynamics too. Like there is a one, you know, she's more of like a helicopter parent, more like very, very doting, but very like very hyper. And then the other one just like silently kind of understands his daughter. Like he was looking at the four time pamphlet like, oh, yeah. you know, He's oh, so like, cute. maybe we should trust yeah. her. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, he, and then he's like, well, you know, delete it if you want. But, you know, this part of you made me laugh, you know, and he's just it's a wow. Like there's so much in there for everyone or even like some about Tyler, you know, the bully. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just kind of a little piece of piece of shit the entire movie. And then as soon as they saw him with the four town, like instant acceptance the girls like without a doubt were just like you're, you're one yeah, of us they now and like him. i'm like how sweet are like they were just like we're not enemies anymore like we, we love you you're part yeah. of us like it's cute there's something yeah growing up i wish i had that kind of friend group surrounding me and i'm so glad that Same. i get to like find my own tribe now i guess as i grow older but i feel like having a friend solid friend group like when you're young is so important yeah like i wish I feel like, yeah, having a group, because that was the grounding thing for her. And, like, that would have been really... That would have been dope. Really nice, but... <laughs> that would have been nice. would have been nice. I had a little bit of that, but um, what when I see that now, like, that just reminds me of, of you. Me I'm too. Just like, I fucking... I love Colleen, like, hell yeah. And I love... I love <laughs> the acceptance. You and me. Colleen, do you have any last thoughts about turning red? Now that I talk it over with you, I definitely like it much more. Like, I, I liked it already. Like, I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. Right. I love the animation. Yeah. I love the story. And I love the relatability that I had with it. But after talking about mm. it with you, I was like, whoa, got to unpack some more. Because <laughs> that was definitely a lot. Like, like this movie, like Eileen said, there's so many undertones that says Mm -hmm. a lot speaks a lot of volumes to the asian american community and i'm just so glad that they made a movie about it fuck yeah (sighs) thank you representation like (laughs) matters thank you to domi shi the director thank you thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for sharing thank you for sharing your own experience with us about the movie because i enjoyed it thank you for sharing yours i enjoyed it too we have a lot in common girl this is why we have a freaking podcast so we can talk about this i love you okay i love you all right that is our episode okay thank Thank you guys stay thirsty stay Stay red accept your (laughs) prandos bye (laughs) bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of thirsty leo season to stay updated check out our instagram spotify and youtube we appreciate every follower sub and listener like you Also, if you want to buy us a boba, we have a small Ko-Fi link below. See you next time!